Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How to Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Kyra Parlin, who is CEO and founder at Zing Technologies Incorporated. Hi, Kyra. Lovely to have you on the show. Hello, hello. It's Kira. But then maybe My bad. I'll start there from, I'll start there from <laughs> the beginning. Um, so just to make sure I'm introducing you correctly, it's Kira Parlin. Kira Parlin, yes. Yeah, okay. I'll start from the beginning. My apologies. Um, no hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Kira Parlin, who is CEO and founder at Zing Technologies Incorporated. Hi, Kira. Lovely to have you on the show. Lovely being here. Thank you for inviting me. So I guess we could first start off with an introduction as to who you are and possibly an answer to the question, which is, how did you do it? Uh, that's a very good question. I think it's uh, most because of the of my past where I sat at every seat around the publishing, media, IP and sales world. Um, I started as a film distributor, then I, I produced a picture, then I wrote scripts, then I wrote a book. All of those have to do with understanding what people want, symbology, uh, sales, and the power of technology with content, because cinema is the same thing, VOD, all the different stages of expression, what they allowed. And... Um, well, how did I do it? I mixed together all the components that I was skilled at. And uh, when the opportunity arose and uh, technology, my knowledge, my education, um, um, understanding media all came together, then it became clear to me that a product like Lingozing would be fantastic for the world to use as an educational tool that is engaging and fun. That's awesome. So uh, for those of our listeners who, who are not familiar with your company, uh, could you possibly give a quick pitch about what a Lingo Zing is? With the greatest of pleasures. It's my baby. So mm-hmm. Lingo Zing is the first and only app that uses graphic novels, comic books, picture books, interactively, sound and visual, so you can hear uh, each character speak, um, in a way to educate and teach languages. But we use branded comic books, all subjects, all levels, all ages, so everyone can find something that they can empathize with, engages them, and which helps them retain. That's really such an awesome idea. So my next question to you is, how did you come up with this idea and what inspired you to start your own company? When I grew up, many around me were using comic books to learn languages. And not necessarily with the goal to learn a language, but it became an automatic byproduct because you would be in a foreign country, you look at the images, the images convey a story. So it kind of becomes... a intuitive learning process and I myself read a lot of graphic novels and comic books and um, the only Latin I can remember came from Asterix 
And I think most people that read Asterix know five words of Latin because of Asterix. Mm. And um, later on, you see a lot of, you see great many people that learn languages looking at films and TV, but that goes too fast, but you have the sound. So on one side, you have too fast mobile and sometimes badly translated. And on the other side, you have static with no sound. Mm. So you take the section of the two, make it interactive and fun, and um, you have something that works, and I, and I conceived it as something that worked as a result of this um, educational path. Oh, that's really awesome. Um, and following on from that, obviously, becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own company is a bit daunting because, you know, you can't learn all of the entrepreneurship techniques in a book, and it's obviously a bit risky, but... What were the best resources that helped you along the way? Um, the fact that I lived in many countries and spoke many languages, that I was aware of um, uh, things such as in France, comic books is considered the ninth art. So I knew that going there to begin with, to get their support, would be a faster thing than the States, where it's still considered pop culture. Now the transition is is um, uh, going much much faster, and I also have a fantastic um, uh, tool which is my phone book, and I know who to call to help, because needless to say, as a founder you are confronted with, I now have to be the goddess Kali. I have to somehow be uh, the CMO, the technology. The, the financial, do this, do that. So it is essential to, to find the right people as quickly as possible to, in whom you can trust that can slowly but surely take over these arms so that you can concentrate on the vision and on advancing uh, your Company. That's very it's very interesting. And yeah, I would definitely reiterate the power of a network. And obviously, your network is your phone book, which I think is so great. I think phone books should be brought back because they're just, you know, I used to flip through the yellow pages as a child and just look at all the opportunities of people you could call. So that's really great to hear. Um, well, and I say phone book, I mean, LinkedIn slash my phone book. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's even bigger of a network. So I'm very impressed. Um, and then, as you mentioned before, obviously being a founder is a bit daunting sometimes, but uh, thinking about your time as a founder, what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I founded a company, uh, the only other company that I founded, uh, which was with Pierre Salinger and Walter Cronkite. It had, um, it had a wonderful, brilliant idea, which was to do time capsules for all those who have influenced our lives and um, keep them, safeguard them in a way that absolutely nobody can see them until the person actually departs. Mm. And that is where I learned uh, the importance of having the network and the importance of understanding not only your vision, but also the business aspect and how to run a company and how little one knows when one thinks one knows a lot more. That's, <laughs> that's a very interesting point you bring up. And um, obviously throughout our call, you've been dropping great pieces of advice. So following on from that, what would be one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? 
it's a very difficult um, when you say career it's hard because mine is cut in many different um, segments if mm. it's start a company like Lingozing i would say have nerves of steel mm. um, make sure you know the right people make sure you meet the right people and most importantly if you're a seasoned entrepreneur or a very intuitive person and have common sense very important if you feel that somebody is going radically against what common sense dictates mm-hmm. and what the gut feeling is screaming this is wrong even if that person tells you well i've had 20 years of being a professional and i'm going to do it my way fire first and do it rapidly before things go down here <laughs> because usually they will <laughs> and the cost will be much higher and it's better to be without that person and somehow waddle through until you find the right person mm, definitely um and obviously as your time as an entrepreneur you're probably very busy at the moment but what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you I'm going to answer that differently because it's not so much what I read and uh, listen to that I pay attention to. What I pay attention to mostly is what people are doing and um what their values are. I'm more interested right now in looking at a person be a farmer or a craftsman. Um create uh, somebody that decides to start studying pottery. And I'm saying this because I believe that there is so much emphasis on technology, so much emphasis on so many things that the the earthworks are the crafts are being lost and that's what interests me more. So I'm actually looking at that at animals, at preservation, at world, at the world, at maintenance, sustainability, those things. And it's the little people that when they talk that I find much more inspiring than um whatever. Oh, that's really great. And um then who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? I know you mentioned your phone book and LinkedIn earlier, but uh, if you had to pick <laughs> no, no worry. Facebook, Google. Um well, my parents, of course, they influenced me very much. And otherwise, you know, when I seek inspiration, I go to the classics. So it's not so much again the living people it's artists classics my parents and what i see around me perfect and then finally to sort of round off our conversation what is uh one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life uh think twice before going on a road to uh um, glory is not the right word to creating something enormous and think as an alternative about having a normal life in a farm taking care of animals yeah. not as foolish as it may sound after all because we're all brought up you need to succeed you need to do this you need to do that you need to take over this segment you need to take over this sector and um looking back i wonder if that advice was really that sound because some people myself included um i think enjoy simple pleasures a lot more than they wish to confess definitely i agree yeah 
Yeah, I, I agree. And what a lovely note to end our conversation on. So thank you so much, Kira, for taking the time to speak with me today. It was truly engaging to have this conversation. Thank you. And um, be in touch. <laughs> I hope I'm Yes, of course. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye.